Hey there, party people. Did you know that Encounter Party is now an official Dungeons & Dragons television show? You can find our second campaign on the Dungeons & Dragons Adventures channel, available now on Plex and Freebie. We have new episodes every Tuesday night at 9pm, and the show is available on demand next day on Plex. For links and to learn more, head on over to our website at EncounterParty.com. Now, please enjoy this episode of Campaign 1 of Encounter Party. Warning, this episode features very strong language and depictions of graphic violence. Listener discretion is advised. Last time on Encounter Party. After repelling a brutal invasion, our players managed to stave off the Zerta clan and escape the ruined garrison. However, it's now clear that members of the Gruul and the Golgari are firmly under the corruption of Merit Lage. Our players set off once again on the hunt for Rurik Thar. Can they find allies with the Gore clan, or are they also slave to the corruption? Find out this week on Encounter Party! So, after a long rest on the shitty ground of the Boros Fort, you guys have leveled up. You're now level six. Yay! Uh-oh. So, during that long rest, uh, with my new sixth level powers as a wizard uh, and the school of transmutation that I come from, uh, I spend eight hours uh, creating the transmuter's stone as part of the long rest. And now I gain the benefit of an extra 10 feet of movement while unencumbered while holding that stone. I can also hand that stone to someone else and I gain it. Cool. Oh, that's going to bite me in the ass at some point in the next several months, isn't it? The stone does a bunch of cool things, so, like, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) As a paladin going up to level six, uh, Saloran wakes, and for whatever reason, he feels a bit of his divine power just radiating out of him. Everyone around me gets plus five to their saving throws (gasps) within a 10-foot radius. That's dope. You got to be snuggled up. Yeah, <laughs> it won't be me, but that's a cool thing. <laughs> off into the uh, the rubble belt. Okay, so on the following day, you guys head off into the rubble belt. So again, it is uh, the same environment that led you toward this uh, Boros outpost. A lot of rubble, a lot of earth, a lot of forest. But the farther you head towards the northwest, the more foliage grows around you, and there is sort of a definitive forest. The farther you get out. And the amount of rubble and that you find around you, the 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 any sort of semblance that there once was city begins to quickly disappear under your feet. And anyone and everyone give me a nature check. You you were told what the Gore clan symbol looked like. Nat 20. Oh, okay. Nice. 16. 22. I, I, I think these are all fine. 10. <laughs> right. Five. Healthy curve. Healthy curve. <laughs> Ned, do you have your familiar out? Yeah, just flying above me. Okay. Who is dragging the gyrocopter? Ooh, ooh me, 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 me. Fakara, and you, you'll need two. Okay. Who wants to help? There's, there's only <laughs> two people at this table with someone else. any kind of strength. Saloran so just goes. Eh? Eh? You want the front or the back? 
He just goes to the back <laughs> without a word. Can I get a marching order, please? Okay. Yeah, sure. You guys up front with the with the plane or someone in front of you? What do you want? Um, In my brain, it makes a great idea to have the copter be in front. Sure. So we walk behind you dragging the copter. So it'd be like yes. Fakara, yes, yes, yes. Collector, and then the three of us. Okay. Yeah, because I think that... Fakara is going to be in front and have both of her arms occupied by dragging a copter. Well, that's kind of what I'm saying. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, oh, you're dragging just, a copter. Just confirming. But wait, we have tons of rope, so we could kind of like latch it to ourselves. Does anybody have any ranger abilities? Fuck off, Brian. <laughs> uh, whoops. I'd like to roll for eye lasers to DM. <laughs> oh look at that! Two nat. Oh, that is a nat twenty. That was a real nat twenty. You didn't even have to lie. Uh, Counter spell. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> no, I actually do think it doesn't make sense to have the gyrocraptor in front personally. Okay. Yeah, I, I think was that, just... I think Perix maybe, because he's I am... got the- Oh yeah, for, yeah. I am the second most squishy in the party. But you got that raven. I do have a raven to see farther. I'm pretty squishy. Am I first most you squishy? You are first oh, most squishy. There yes. you go. Thank you, Lorzatch. You're welcome. Thank you, Lorzatch. Through the forest, I need a perception check from Ned. Uh, 24. Oh, that's super good. Um, you can see slight static movement from the foliage in front of you as your raven spots at least two gruel members who are immediately aware of your presence, but not because of your raven. So okay. you are coming upon two people who are suspecting you are coming upon them. Got it. Uh, I pass this to the group and say, do we want to announce ourselves and try and be stealthy or try and be stealthy remembering that we're dragging a copter? Um, they are split on either sides of this sort of path that you're working up. I say you and I drop the copter. Gladly. Let's not forget it. Perix announces from the side. Well, of course not. <laughs> Where did we park that copter? Just- <laughs> dude, where's my copter? <laughs> oh, God, no. Where's your copter, dude? Uh, and just... Dude. Where's the copter? Fucking rancid, no! <laughs> no! <laughs> Sorry. Please no, continue. no, no, you're fine, you're fine. We know you're there. You're outnumbered. Please don't make us fight you. Perix whispers really quietly, we are probably outnumbered. <laughs> <laughs> and Oh, uh, wait, you said it was just two. I mean, like, that wow. I can see. We're in their territory. What the fuck? silently face palms. <laughs> And so, uh, out from the trees, one steps around the base of a tree trunk. The other one steps out from behind the trunk, but is up in the branches. And there is a very stern-looking human-female gruel warrior who stares down at you with her bone-made armor and the bow at the ready. And she just says, You are quite confident that you are outnumbering us? Okay, that might have been incorrect. And she laughs, but it's more of like a jackal animalistic mm. <laughs> we don't wish to fight we're looking for Rurik Thar and what do you want with Rurik Thar we wish to talk with him and offer a way to crush his enemies oh yes that too Rurik Thar does not need your help to crush his enemies and why has the Gore clan failed against the Zertar's aggression she snarls because the Zerta have cheated. And how would you like us to remove their cheat codes? <laughs> keep it. Keep it. That is in the podcast. I should have said disable. Yeah. That's great. 
<laughs> she snarls at you and then turns to look at the other gruel warrior who's down on the ground with you. And they they share like a, a series of animal trills and sounds that you can't you you can tell they're communicating, but whatever language this is is very distinctive. You know, it's a it's a privately made communication. And he starts running back up the path and she jumps down off the foliage in front of you and lands. And she kind of looks you all up and down, and she gives a smell to you, Fakara, and she gives a stare to you, Lorzach. And then she kind of looks behind everyone and sees the two Vidalkins and the shiny man, and she just sneers. And then she, just with a nod of her head, invites you to follow her. Thank you. Despite this being, you know, a forest, I feel like Parrax is much more comfortable now that we're in anything that feels like there might be water to sustain it. <laughs> <laughs> feel oddly at home yeah. in some kind of a way. Mossy. Yeah. It just feels better. Mm-hmm. Lorzach follows close behind. Yeah. Um, y- you know, Fakara, you say thank you to her and she kind of throws back over her shoulder. Do not thank me yet. You may be marching to your death. Comforting. Slorin coughs and makes eye contact with Fakara going, the gyrocopter. Oh, right. Perix turns back. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys go trudging off through the forest following... With with the gyrocopter. With said gyrocopter. With said gyrocopter. (laughs) Following somebody you do not know that you did not ask who she's with. That's true. Though she did get very... But you do have a moment to ask some questions. Are you a member of the Gore Clan? I am. That's useful. My name is Lorzach. May I ask yours? My name is Tamani. The Gore Clan is the strongest clan. Who? Who? I don't mean to be rude, but aren't you like third in line? There's like a leader and then there's the Zerta trying to do the thing and then there's you guys. She stops and turns around and glares at you very angrily. We're here to help. I'm just saying let's not. Please don't mind him. He's a fish that just learned to speak. Still not a fish. (laughs) She glares at you and says, Rurik and Tha will show you who is strongest. Okay. Your simic powers of observation may be best left at home, fish. Are you trying to give me lessons on how to be tactful? Saloran says nothing, but in his soul he goes, point. (laughs) (laughs) And he grows again, stoic. (laughs) What was your name again? I'm sorry. Tamani. Tamani, I'm Fakaro Drun, Master Sergeant of the Boros. She just just snorts. She doesn't respond. All right. Well, just want to make sure she knew who she was yelling at or Uh, who she's going to stab. Is there... This is... I doubt... That an Orzov representative would have any understanding of this. But are there like any like codes of customs that the gruel have so that we know we're not like walking into a sacrifice or something? The Orzov <laughs> could not be more opposite of the gruel. That's what I thought. You cool. guys value wealth and manipulation and monetary power, and they value raw strength and think material possession is bullshit. Right. They're savages. You guys could not be more opposed to each other. Um, anything else you guys want to try and probe from her before you reach the gruel camp? I'll say, uh, um, is there anything we should keep in mind before we talk to Rurik Thar? I hope you are well rested. Sure. And hypothetically, if we had to undertake some taxing situation with Rurik Thar, are we all allowed to partake or do we have to nominate someone? <laughs> I cannot speak for my chieftain. But I imagine you will pose no challenge. 
<laughs> Thank you for the vote of confidence. Everybody good? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so after a trudge, she outpaces you very quickly and has to often stop for wait for you guys to catch up to her. I can't imagine Xenia has a lot of cardio expertise. She is carrying a metal-cased storm cloud on her back. Uh, so it is a trudge, not exhaustion level inducing, but it is a bit of a trudge so that mentally it's fairly taxing suffering this wild woman. And you hear the rumbling of the camp far before you see it. And it's a gruel camp, so it's quite large. There are numerous gruel people here. There are everything you would expect at a savage camp. There's campfires, big slabs of meat over those campfires, leatherworking, bone crafting, people wrestling, people grunting, furs, nakedness. It's all pretty savage. It's Conan come to life. This sounds like fun. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty, you know, I think vomit inducing for Xenia and Saloran because it's really just sort of like, uh, although the chaos of it might be kind of fun. For it's exciting for me. I'm studying life in its exactness. Yeah, I, the Simic and the Gruel kind of like gel together more I'm than you want to I'm super stoked about what's I happening I mean, they're really right just now. kind of experiments for you, but right. um, the Simic often take like Gruel beasts and <laughs> blow them up. And by blow them up, I mean like Power Rangers right. make my monster grow. Like it's not it's not unusual to see a giant monster rampaging through Ravnica and be like, oh, the Simic found a mushroom and fed it to it and whoop whoop whoop. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I think for for you, Lorzach, there there is an earthy nature to this, and um, they induce death, and they probably don't hold the reverence that you do. But there is something I think admirable to the Gruul for their 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 sort of strange warlike compassion and their their duty, um, even though they are savage people. And Fakara. I think after such an, an impressive battle in the Boros outpost, there's probably a part of you that sees some of these minotaurs kicking around, and you have to keep in mind that every minotaur has that rage and that bloodlust deep inside them. It's just the Ordruin line has done a much better job suppressing it than anyone else. So I would imagine that there is a brief moment of you like, man, it would be really, really cool to just rampage for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys, uh, you guys go marching into the camp, and as Tamani leads you through the procession, there is quiet that begins falling over because you guys are very explicitly showcasing other guild emblems. And there's a big quiet that just sort of spreads out all over the camp as Tamani leads you towards the center forward of camp to where there's a small wooden sort of fenced area. And on a giant throne up against a dead oak tree with bones and lashed twigs and wood in this crude seat, you find a giant two-headed ogre gnashing on meat, both heads with one in each hand, completely oblivious to your arrival. Until Tamani, war chieftain, I bring disappointment, for which I apologize. And she like kneels down, and he just sort of, one head just keeps eating, but the other one kind of looks up and stares at you guys and is indifferent. Lorzach will sort of edge to the front of the group, standing maybe too close to Tamani, and ask Rurik Thar, why did Jace trust you to burn his library? So you asked that question, and 
both heads stop what they're doing and stare up at you really quizzically. Why are you here? To find the location of the library you burned. And why would you want them? What do you want with the books? Because they may hold the secret to crush your enemies. And to save Ravnica as we know it. I do not need help crushing my enemies. We are strong without the help of the guilds. And yet the Zertar have crushed your clansmen. How would you like to crush them in return? We are not getting crushed. He, like, grabs a wineskin and, like, drinks a whole bunch. Parrick steps forward and says, uh, I suppose you've noticed the modification of the Zertar that has allowed them the advantage? Uh, he snorts. Both heads just... <laughs> they are cheaters! That's fine, but their strength grows from the black. We believe the library can combat it. The black is so dire, half the guilds of Ravnica have to come together. No one goes to that place ever again. Then how about a wager? Uh, No one makes demands in my camp. And if one were to challenge you and stake our lives against the secret of the library's location, would the honor of the Gore clan compel you to act or shall you continue to feast? In a flash... This rage boils up from under this huge ogre. You come to challenge Wurrithar! You come to die! Roll initiative. He just comes at you. (laughs) I personally was a little bit scared that you were going to be like, oh yeah, we have this Minotaur. Go ahead. We would... The way you roll, we would literally never. (laughs) (laughs) Rurik Thar is a massive two-headed ogre with large tusks that extend out the front of each of his heads. Not only is he of large size, but more frightening still is the fact that below the elbow, his right arm has been cut off, replaced with a giant double-headed axe. A weapon, normally, that would be two-handed for an average person, but he seems ready to use it free-handedly. Looks like we're really going to have to disarm him. Don't. (laughs) Don't. Okay, top of the order, Lorzach. Lorzach approaches Rurik Thar, and as an action, awakens the spores in his body. End of turn. Perix. Perix steps to his left just a little bit, and the crystal around his neck glows that deep purple and his eyes fly back to launch Witch Bolt directly into the heart of the beast. What type of damage is Witch Bolt? Well, I got a hit first, but it will be lightning damage. Okay. Yeah, that's a 26. Yes. Great. (laughs) That's less great. 11 lightning damage on a potential 36. You throw some thunder at him, he twitches. Great. Am I now connected to him because the Witch Bolt is deep inside him? You are now tethered. Rurik Thar goes racing past Lorzach, provoking an attack of opportunity as he goes charging into the fray. Will he please make a constitution saving throw? He will make a constitution saving throw. I don't expect him to fail often, but... Except for right there! Uh, 12. Yeah! And he takes... Sorry, 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 sorry. 16. 
He gets a plus nine to his constitution saving throws. I want to double check. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah, that means. Yep. God. You upgraded from D4s to D6s, though? Yeah. That's Hooray. dope. <laughs> That's dope. So uh, he will race in a straight line, charging directly into Saloran and Fikara. Andrew will also get an attack of opportunities. He goes raging past. Uh, 19 to hit. 19 will not hit. Wow. Yikes. Copy that. So yep. he goes racing into the two of you, and he will attack first Solorin with a 29. That definitely hits. He comes crashing into you for 22 bludgeoning damage. Here we go, Rorik. And then he's going to attack Fakara with a 16. Will not hit. 16 will not hit. He will miss. That's his turn. Fakara, you're up next. Ooh, excellent. Okay, uh, he's right there, so I don't have to run towards him. That's pretty cool. I'm going to attack him with my maces two times. And one will be a 19, the other will be 14. Neither hit. Okay, that's unfortunate. And uh, as a bonus action, I'll go ahead and bardic inspiration on Xenia. Xenia. Xenia feels like she's on a roll with Shatter, so she's going to keep on going. And she casts Shatter at a point behind Rurikthar, and he has to make a constitution saving throw. Mm. 28. He still takes half of 15, so 7, 8, 7. 7 points of thunder damage. Elemental damage is not doing very much. Good to know. Is it doing anything? It's doing a little. Sure. Okay. That's all I need is a little. Okay. <laughs> all I need is a <laughs> tiny bit. Saloran. Saloran takes the brunt of the attack, coughs a little blood inside of his helmet, and then takes out his morning star and tries to counterattack. That is an 18 to hit, but I'm going to channel divinity for guided strike, so that's actually a 28. 28 will hit. Great. Holy crap. So that's my channel what? divinity burnt up. And along with that attack, I'm going to use my bonus action to hit him with Wrathful Smite. Yeah, all right. The paladins here, guys. Sup, paladin? Dude, they're so good. They, t- they take just a little bit of time Did to get, get going. <laughs> Level six and seven, man, they get so good. <laughs> Welcome to the party, pal. That is 12 damage straight up. My Wrathful Smite will do an additional one damage. <laughs> but Aww. now he must make a wisdom save. Otherwise, he is frightened of me. What's the DC? 16. How about a 20? Okay. <laughs> great. I mean, that sucks. Great start. Compromising follow through. Okay, great. Oh, sorry. It's irrelevant. He's immune to fear. <laughs> That's good to know. So, Saloran hits him and like growls under his breath and then realizes that he's facing something far more than anything he's ever faced. So, he pulls the morning star and tries to have whale on him again. Second attack? Yes, sir. Go. 16? No. Great. He took the first attack from a surprise, but he knows what's up next and just a deft parry with this axe hand. Top of the order, Lorzach. Lorzach, as his action, will strike Rurikthar with the Staff of Withering. And that's a 19 to hit. A 19 does not hit. Uh, And that is the turn. So we know that he's constitutionally adept. We've learned that he might be wise or just rolled really well. Mm-hmm. What do, I do damage in basically one of three ways. 
Wisdom, dexterity, constitution. Mm-hmm. Is there one of those we feel better about? We know it's not constitution. Let me rephrase. Wisdom or dexterity? I bet dexterity. I, let's do dex. Mm, but, I would go wisdom, actually. But he said something earlier in which he at first was like, oh, he's not dumb. The way he started talking about him, and then he was like, oh, no, he's not dumb. He's wise. Uh, well, that just means he's not low intelligence. Yeah. He's also the leader of a clan. So he's right. probably not that dumb. I don't think he's dumb. Right. Okay, okay. I'm and gonna. He's big and like. Would you please move Perix back a little bit in a straight that way? Yep. One more. That's a straight line that also won't hit Lorzash. Oh. <laughs> and launches a lightning bolt. Dexterity save 16, please. 12. Great. So the crystal around my neck almost, it, it doesn't even glow a color. It just emanates this, this sparkling, crackling energy. And, and Perix kind of gets close to the ground and puts his hands out. And then almost in a Kamehameha fire launches uh, the the lightning bolt that he's aware the elementals won't be great, but we just needed to find out about some dexterity. Uh, lightning! At Rurik Thar. But hopefully the offset of high dice will be good for this. 5, 10, 15, 18, 19, 23, 28, 29 points of lightning damage. You guys are throwing a lot of thunder and lightning at him, and uh, he doesn't seem too sussed. That's fine. Uh, it's his turn now. <sighs> With his left hand, he reaches down into the ground and grabs a decent-sized rock and just hucks it at Perix. Great. Uh, will he please make a constitution saving throw? 23. Well, then he takes... Nothing, he saves. <laughs> <laughs> 22. Yeah, sure. You take a rock to the face. Yep. I need a DC 18 strength saving throw, please. That's not great, because the only thing that I have that can beat that is a 19 or a 20. Which I hit a... No, fuck. No, I did not. (laughs) 14. (laughs) I read it wrong. Then I got excited. The five looked like a nine. It was not. 15 bludgeoning damage and get knocked prone as a rock smacks you right in the face. That's fine. I'll take that. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. And now, a quick word from one of our sponsors. You know, folks, blank walls can be pretty boring. So why not spruce up your home or office by heading over to ukiyopop.com. They have a collection of traditional Japanese prints inspired by today's comics, games, and movies. The gallery is viewable online for free, and prints are available for purchase. So head over to ukiyopop.com. That's U-K-I-Y-O-P-O-P.com. Tradition in a modern method. And now, back to the party. Fakara. Uh, I will cast Dissonant Whispers for a wisdom save of 14. <laughs> I just look him in the eyes and be like, you're old, very old. And you feel very awkward as you realized it's a two-headed ogre and is therefore immune to psychic attacks. And then I'll hit him with my maces. Uh, one will be a 21. 21 will hit. All right, cool. Hooray! Uh, it will be a... going to be eight. Eight damage? Bludgeoning, yes. That looked like a solid hit. Of course it did. He's not very happy. Yeah, I'm probably going to finally die. took some damage. Xenia. Xenia's feeling a little queasy. Her stomach's a little upset, so she thinks she needs to burp. And she 
burps and out of her mouth, she tries to throw a bubble of acid, stomach bile, straight at this ogre. And he needs to roll a deck save of 15. Acid splash? Yeah. Yeah, I got that too. <laughs> Is that of a Dalkin thing? I guess so. He rolls a 13. May I please have another D6? There you go. <laughs> it's always a good thing to hear. Thank you. For seven points of stomach bile acid splash damage. <laughs> How does that acid feel on him? It smokes. Okay. Cool. He kind of ignores it. He's kind of focused on this minotaur that actually got a strike in on him. Yeah. Oh, boy. Saloran. Saloran is a little unnerved by this gigantic creature in front of him, and he's going to lock eyes with it and cast Hold Person. Okay. DC 16, wisdom save. Can you read this spell out loud, please? Choose a humanoid that you can see within range. The target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be paralyzed for the duration. Okay. Again, two-headed ogre, immune. Top of the order, Lord's Ash. Wait, I'm going to use a bonus action to cast Spiritual Weapon. Oh, god dang it. It makes that sound. <laughs> Mine is a golden morning star, and I'm trying to smash it into Rorik Thar. That's a 15. Definitely misses, but it's in play. Okay, top of the order, Lord's Ash. I have to see if this works. Oh, that's so, a great way to start. I love the way that rolls. Please, 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 please. As an action, Lorzach is going to summon the moss dogs from his armor again. This polyp of fungal growth sort of sloughing off and sprouting legs, its head sort of blossoming outwards into this carnivorous plant, and it lunges at Rurik Thar. Just John Carpenter's out of your chest. Yeah. So I have two moss dogs in the form of these dice. <laughs> oh no, dice dogs. Dice dogs. Dice dogs get advantage with um, an ally within five feet. Oh, pack tactics? Pack tactics. Boo! Um, so that won't hit the other dog. Uh, that won't hit either. I'm not using these dice anymore. Okay. Do you want to swap those dice as your dogs and then take your dog dice to roll? I'm confident with those dog dice. I'm not confident with these rolling dice. Okay. Perix, right. you're up. So Perix didn't love getting hit by a rock, right? And so he he slowly sort of cuts up to one knee and then stands up. And he he looks back at Rurik Thar and says, that one's coming back at you. And the, the, the crystal around my neck glows a light, light blue. And the rock that was just thrown at me is picked up and launches in a straight line directly at Rurik Thar. Okay. Uh, dexterity saving throw 16. He rolls a dexterity of 22, and you realize, holy shit, he's actually really dexterous as well. Brian was just rolling low for two turns. Oh, great. <laughs> he's good. He has a plus six to dexterity. Cool. Saving throws. He Just so everybody knows, he has different numbers for saving throws than his actual modifiers. But I can't do bludgeoning damage, so uh, we'll figure this out. I'll find the... I will find the system. Okay. Does he just straight up dodge it, or does he take... Dodges damage? it. Rock whiffs. His head's just like... Yep, split down the <laughs> just, middle. Just, just, each one just sort of tilts a different way. And yeah. Okay, so the last person to severely strike him was Fakara. And so Rurik Thar, Rurik and Thar, are going to recklessly attack her. Cool. With two slam attacks. Well, Ow. the first of two slam attacks. The first one is going to be a 17. That will not hit. Cool. Okay, the second one will be a 19. 
barely hits, but yes. So, first, you will take 16 bludgeoning damage. Cool, cool. And then because you damaged him last round, in a fury of retaliation, you will also take an additional 24 damage. Woo! Bludgeoning. So in a fury, after actually taking some damage, these stones and these thunder spells hitting him off. But uh, you're a pretty sizable beast, and you got him with a good chunk with your mace, and he's not happy about that. And so in his rage, he leaves himself wide open in order to make a severe attack. And while he swings with the axe and you dodge out of the way, you realize it was just a feint and this big left arm comes smashing over the top with a haymaker, hitting you for an insane amount of damage. All right, cool. Not dead! Constitution saving throw is 20, by the way. Yeah, he saves. I apologize, 19. Hey, he still saves. <laughs> still pretty good. He's a beefy boy. Yeah. Fakara, you're up. Okay, cool. So being he just did that crazy like, whoa, I'm fucking super crazy, beating things up in absolute rage, does that give me an advantage on attacks towards him? Uh, everyone has advantage on him for the next round on attacks. <laughs> okay, cool. So I'm just going to hit him three times with my mace. That's a nat 20. Yes. yes. Thank you, little black dice that I've had forever. That is also a, like, oh, God, that's way above 20. It's 24. Uh, Great. Yeah. 24 hits. 24. And then, what up, Black Dice? How are you doing? That is going to be a 23. All three oh, of those hit. Yes! You get three attacks? Yeah. Holy crap. She's dual wielding and she has extra attacks. She's dual attacks. wielding and yeah. she has an extra attack. Yeah. It's pretty sexy. There, there, There is a point where she can get, once per combat, she can get five attacks. Yep. Okay. I know, right? Two-handed fighters are what they are. So that is going to be 16, 24? 24 damage? Yes. Oof. He does not like that. <laughs> I do. Oof. Uh, he's not bloodied, but oof. That was a... Ow. All right. Xenia. And we all have advantage. Yes. On attack rolls. Great. Oh, thank God. That is a 26 to hit. 26 hits. I should point out, I was rolling for a chaos bolt. Oh, good. Could you roll a d20, please? Check in. 10. Oh, I, I don't think I've ever wanted a natural one more in my life than this fight. <laughs> well, I just spent my natural one on the other one. <laughs> Beautiful. And that's going to be 11 points of force damage. Force damage. All right, all right. She's sensing that her, you know, her instincts as far as thunder and lightning is not the way to go. So she's just going pure force. Like Fakara. Force. Force. Great. So that so so far these attacks look like they're uh, they're making some damage here. Saloran. Great. He's gonna go at him with his morning star. Oh, the first attack goes wide. The second attack. Also goes so wide. So both are wide, wide. He whiffs them both, Oof. and in his anger, forces his um, spiritual weapon to attack. That is a 23 to hit. A 23 will hit. That is seven points of damage. Great. Groovy. Top of the order. Lorzach. Lorzach is going to swing at Rurik Thar with the Staff of Withering. Yeah, buddy. There we go. How about a 26 to hit? Sure. All right. <laughs> you know what? I'll allow it. 
<laughs> I think you've earned it. Um, Lord Zatch is going to expend a charge of the Staff of Withering to do a bonus amount of necrotic damage. Whopping total of three necrotic damage. Um, uh, nine magic damage. Okay. And two poison damage. So, 14 damage. Okay. Not great. great. He does not like that. How, dogs. How uh, does it feel like necrotic damage does on him? Uh, he doesn't like it. He doesn't like it? Cool. He seems pretty mad at what just happened. Uh, one moss dog hits with a 24. 24. Great. Yes, moss dog. Good boy. Rap. Uh, for 12 piercing damage. Fucking what? Yeah, moss dog. Oh, piercing? Dogs piercing. Have teeth. All right. Fine. Oh. <laughs> oh, what, what? Bludgeoning is fine? What is this guy's resistances? I don't care. <laughs> insane. What is this? And and Perix is not built to fight this guy, he's, so he's resistant to bullshit. He is not re- that much bullshit. <laughs> hey. hey, yeah, what up? So uh, uh, Perix takes the cue on the necrotic damage and hopes. I'm sorry, are you taking a turn right now? Isn't it my turn? Perix, you're up. Thanks. <laughs> Perix takes the cue on the necrotic damage and hopes that there might be something in his prepared spells that can be helpful at this juncture because he can dodge his catapults. So uh, the crystal around his neck goes black and his eyes roll back in his head as he emanates this 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 dark death energy and he tolls the dead on Rurik Thar. What type of damage is it? Necrotic. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying here. <laughs> I got do one you have, thing. Do you have to be touching him? No, 60 foot range. 14. Yeah! Guys, I did something. I'm so proud of you. I'm really proud. Go team. Didn't roll good, though. Uh, Six necrotic damage out of a possible 24. Any damage is good damage. (laughs) You know what, Ned? With practice, I bet you'll get better. I just just learned the spell. (laughs) Fair point. All right, so Rurik Thar looks bloodied. He's also really kind of pissed off at whatever just snake grabbed him on the butt. Ooh, that wasn't me. So he's going to turn around, and with a big old hefty swing, he's going to attack him rather recklessly. The first attack is going to be a 28. Yeah, that'll hit. <laughs> oh, buddy. I'm just rolling so much damage on you today. I can I can only apologize. His first strike on you comes really hard. 45 points of bludgeoning damage. As he recklessly gives no fucks about his own health and charges at you with everything he has. Great. Second swing. A 29 to hit. That will not... Yeah, it hits. (laughs) (laughs) I have to announce the number. Will be 21 bludgeoning damage. Okay. Down? No. For real? Yeah. Shut the front door. I just did like 60 plus damage to you. Oh, man. Yeah, tough. Yes! <laughs> Remember when you almost double killed Xenia? Imagine uh, if that so was now. So he is being reckless and has advantage on him. Fikara. Yes. Uh, I will first cast Cure Wounds so I cross my fingers don't die. For eight. Yay. And then I will attack. Okay. With my maces. That will be 24. 24 will hit. And that will be a 17. 17 will miss. Boo. He will take he will take seven bludgeoning damage. Bludgeoning damage has been taken. Yes. Xenia. Or yes. Yes, or he's, yes he's being yeah. rather reckless. Okay, okay. He thought he could confidently one drop Lorzach, mm-hmm. but apparently it was wrong. Okay. Okay, cool. 
<laughs> Great. Uh, that is a 24. That will hit. Fantastic. Um, <clears throat> Zenian's leaning into this chaos bolt energy. Great. D20, please. That's a six. We are a-okay. We're a-okay. Brian is having a small conniption on the other side of the table. And with that big dick energy, 11 <laughs> points of force damage. Indeed. Noted. Silorin. <laughs> Someone's gonna try again with the Morning Star. Nat 20, baby. Yay! Yay! That's the uh, first attack. Yeah, so, Get it. Okay, but what's the actual number? Uh, the Nat 20, that's a 26 to hit. That will hit. Great. While he hits him with that, he's also going to use um, his Divine Smite. Counterspell. Great. No, I'm, I'm so sorry. He does not have Counterspell. <laughs> okay, I was like, what? At this point, we just don't know. I'm going to roll attack again, then calculate damage. That is a 22 to hit. Yeah. 20, 25 damage. He hits him for 25 damage in one shot. Ooh. What type of damage? This is um, uh, two of those D8s, so four of that damage was radiant damage, and the rest was piercing. Okay. And then he's going to use his bonus action to move the spiritual weapon closer and try to hit him again. You're still adjacent with the spiritual weapon. Thank you very much. He's a large creature. That totally whiffs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whiffed. Top of the order. Lorzatch. Still standing, apparently. Uh, as an action, Lorzatch is going to reawaken the spores in his body mm -hmm. that have been dissipated by the devastating reckless attack of Rurik Thar. Thank you for your concentration. And you can see the horrendous wounds on Lorzatch's body stitch shut as these fungal filaments do all the work for him. And as a bonus action, Lorzatch is going to cast Healing Word on himself. The dogs are going to take their turn. One of them completely whiffs. And the other maybe hits with a 21. 21 hits. 21 mm. hits. I think we found the armor class. <laughs> um, we're looking at seven piercing damage from the Moss Dog. Got it. Perix. Man, uh, God, I wish there was something I could do that was really useful here. But instead, I'm going to try and throw another rock and hope that he rolls low on dexterity. I will confirm there are plenty of rocks Yes, around. this feels like a rocky place. Yes. Uh, so uh, the crystal around Parrox's neck glows that light blue and it emanates through his skin. He lifts a rock and hurls it at the smaller of the two heads of Rurik Thar because that one's more of an asshole. They're the same size head. Nah, that's what they think. <laughs> John, it's mental games. Dex, dex saving throw? Yeah. What's the target? 16. Uh, 15. <laughs> yeah! 5, 14, 28 points of bludgeoning damage. Gotcha. Ooh, we did not like that. Oh, I feel so much better now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of you. Thank it's you. It's his turn. He doesn't like that. Is there a cool way to say this? Probably not. He doesn't even come up with a quip. He just <laughs> takes the rock that you threw at him, picks it up off the ground, and throws it back at you. Oh, great. 29 to hit. Oh, it's not a... Okay, great. It's not a catapult. No, he just throws a rock at you. Yeah, sure, that hits. He doesn't need a trick. He just throws it at you. 27 points of bludgeoning damage. It's not great, as but... As the rock hits you right in your gooey reptilian chest. And as he... As he and am I prone, like I was before? Uh, you need a DC 18 strength saving throw, or so, you go like, down. So, like, almost certainly. 
Yeah, 15. So you very cleverly be like, look at all this ammunition and you use your medallion and your rise roll back and your Sailor Moon stars go flying and you very cleverly throw a rock at this dude and it hits him and he just catches it as it falls <laughs> off of his chest and looks at you and just winds up left-handed and just hurls this rock right back at you for 20 some odd damage right in your chest and as knocking Peric's, you on your frog ass. As Perix takes it and falls onto his frog, ass he he yells but i did one more point of damage (laughs) (laughs) uh no you didn't resistance no (laughs) fakara i will go ahead and i will just attack three times and just scream you forget the rage of the minotaurs and just go after him or that i might miss all of those that's sad i yell and he gets a little scared and might have peed himself. <laughs> That's about it. Nope. Xenia. <laughs> Xenia is on that chaos bolt beat, baby. Some good alliteration. Thank you. Uh, that will be an 18, but I'm going to use my inspiration to hopefully get to what I need to. to. Yeah. Ah, yeah, 21. 21 hits. Could you also please roll another d20 for me? I Great work, Bardic Inspiration. Come on. Yeah, no, yeah. it's a one. There it is. Is it a one? Yes! <laughs> yes! There it is. Yeah. Oh, oh God. quit dancing, <laughs> Brian. This is the sad version of the wah, 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 wah. She goes, <laughs> 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 This is my favorite part of fifth edition. Should I tell oh, look, you? I just, I've got it bookmarked right here. <laughs> Would you please roll a D100, my dear? Yeah. 76. Oh, shit. God dang it. (laughs) I don't think you've had a bad one of these yet, have you? No, sure have not. (laughs) You glow with bright light in a 30-foot radius for the next minute. Any creature that ends its turn within five feet of you is blinded until the next turn. (laughs) Any creature? Any creature. That's actually terrible. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Any any creatures. That blinded. is terrible. It's not great. Can I roll damage on my chaos bolt? You can now. <laughs> so nine points of force damage. <laughs> um And I'm a blinding him. For the party people at home, blinded creatures can't see and automatically fail any ability checks requiring sight. Attack rolls against creatures have advantage, and the creatures attack rolls themselves have disadvantage. Thank not you. really something Rurikthar is gonna dodge. However, as you, in in the chaos of your bolt, as you start a radiating light and force damage comes out of your fist to knock into him and you go racing up to try and blind him, you see Rurik Thar drop to one knee and take half a breath and then stand back up. Saloran. Saloran thinks, strange, and then just keeps wailing away at him with the morning star. That is a 21 to hit. That one misses. So the first one hits. First one will hit. Um, And he's also going to use a Divine Smite on that attack. That is 18 damage. Five of that being Radiant damage. Yeah. And then he is going to use um, the Spiritual Weapon. Okay. That is a 20 to hit. 20 will hit. Thank you. And that is nine force damage. So he takes his Morningstar, crashes into the side of Rurik Thar... Misses the second time and then just wills his golden morning star to smash him in the head. So the combined attack 
of both of these morning stars wailing upon Rurik Thar and the blinding light emanating from Xenia just assault him back and forth and back and forth as he stumbles backward, falling down into the dirt and putting his hands up. And then you feel the rush of like the entire Gore clan closing in around you. And you get a very quick understanding that this fight is over. I go straight up to his heads. Do you yield? Both of his heads nod. He doesn't say it out loud, but both of his heads nod. And he he does stand up and uh, very sternly looks at the entire group. And and we push Xenia just five feet away from everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Lord Zetch especially hates that shit. Yeah. 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 It's not it. It's for an hour, by the way. Yeah, we just chill. <laughs> so Lauren unclaps his cape and then tries to cover Xenia with it. Does not work. Fine. What is it you want? The location of Jace Bellerin's library. <sighs> Do you know what's there? The sickness, the foul means by which the Zeta have ousted your clan from its rightful place, threatens all of our guilds as well. Bellerin's library may hold the key to destroying it, enabling you, and all of us, to at last crush the enemies that plague us. The Mind Mage wanted it buried. And if he has any issue with it, he can take it up with us himself. You just hear a double snort. Mm, fine. We will take you. Gather your things. And he yells to his clan. None of you may follow us. Take care. Defend until we come back. But we have time to rest uh, before we head to the library. Do you need rest after victory? Are you weaklings? Yes. Very much so. Yeah, I'm squishy. I do not have time to wait for you. We leave now. Yeah, okay. So Lauren will put his hands on uh, Perix and on Lorzach and channel 15 HP each into them. Thank you. Because um, I was at two. <laughs> how, Andrew, how close were you? I think I had three hit points. <laughs> yeah. Xenia, are you okay? I am miraculously completely unscathed. Thank you. Oh, good for you. Yes, good for me. And uh, <laughs> Perix says he limps down the road <laughs> says thank you for the health and don't forget the gyrocopter Salorn <laughs> <laughs> so again face palms and then just takes his side of the gyrocopter <laughs> <laughs> ribbit ow so at the behest of Rurik Thar you go trudging off through the wilderness and uh, he does discuss things with you a little bit namely the ghoul clan set up our camp to hide the tower we feared others would seek out Beleren's library. It is not a safe place for secrets. Do you know where he's gone? I have no idea where he is. How much do you know about the corruption that is spreading through Ravnica? You're talking about the blackness. The corruption of the Zertar. I have seen it firsthand in the Simic. We have seen it firsthand in the Golgari. Now we have seen it in the Gruul. We fear it is infiltrated into every guild and even the unaffiliated and threatens Ravnica as a whole. The Zertar are fools. They worship the old ways, the time before the guilds. 
They believe in the end rays, a time when we're supposed to get what's coming to us. They believe the end time will come on the back of a great boar, that Ilhog's hooves will crush the very stones of Ravnica. They are fools, but still, they have old shamans. They must believe that this blackness is their end rays. I fear that an apocalyptic event of some kind does indeed threaten Ravnica. Then we must crush the Zertar! We must crush the corruption, and if the Zertar are in the way, that sounds like a really good idea. Agreed. While we're traveling, Soloran sidles up next to Perix and goes, This infection, what do you know of it? The first instance of the corruption that we know of came at the bottom of Zonit 4, my home in the Simic Combine. It infiltrated the Zonit, it took over an entire platoon of Simic and my friends and turned them into raving, slathering, murderous versions of themselves that I and my team was forced to put down. But it isn't merely a disease. We know that some are able to command it in some form or another. For example, there is one in the Undercity named Deorath who has been able to impart this darkness upon others of his kind, others of my kind, although he himself was not infected against his will. We also know that, for some, it controls you, takes you over, turns you into the mindless slave that it has the ability to do, but we just saw Delania. She was in full control of her actions. As was Ludmilla yes. in the Undercity. The Zerta believe it a blessing by their ill hog. We have found their scouts covered in this black pitch. It is an unearned power. The Zerta are idiots. The Zerta are dangerous. At the bottom of, of Zonet 4, there was a sphere found, a perfect metal sphere orb that was wrapped in a black tentacle that feels of the exact same kind of substance that now corrupts our land. We do not know what that tentacle was, but we now have two spheres and fear there are at least three more somewhere in Ravnica and somehow tied to this corruption. Did you say black tentacle? Yes, it was wrapped around one of these spheres at the bottom of Zonet 4. I think we should head there. We will go to this library. You will find what you seek, and then I will show you the evil of this land. Before we continue along, Saloran looks to Perix and Lors and says, This would have been a very wise thing to tell the Grand Envoy. There needs to be some transparency with something like this affecting Ravnica. And then he continues on. We showed the Grand Envoy all the images she needed. Whether or not she communicated it to you is not our problem. Burn. Woof. Big woof. <laughs> <laughs> and so you have this uh, you have this further conversation trudging along through the wilderness, not sure where you are going. Does anyone have any ranger abilities to Fuck you! <laughs> Damn it! No. I'm so fucking angry about I mean, this. As the newbie, I sense something lingering in the air. <laughs> um, God damn it, Brian. Uh, so you guys are just kind of blindly following Rorik Thar. And if you're too close to me, probably. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're, and if, you're, if you're too close to Xenia, you're like tripping over rocks and shit. Uh, 
and I would like to keep the raven in the sky just in case anything's coming at us sure. from the side or behind. Sure. Keeping an eyeball. Uh, you are well past an hour at this point, so Fantastic. you've radiated. It's several hours, late into the afternoon, as you guys trudge your way following Rurik Thar into a place where he clearly knows where he's going, but seemingly into the middle of nowhere. And... It picks back up in the sense of how much rubble there is around, right? It seems that this once was a populated quarter, something on the edge of the city proper of Ravnica, where there was uh, a, quite a nice place to be, and you see up above you the ruins of a of rather resplendent tower. And Thar tells you that he was instructed by Jace to destroy this tower at his behest, but then in some time after the dragon's maze he decided the best interest of his clan was to move them as close as he could to this area without drawing attention to it, but that also the Gore clan should destroy a great amount of the region around the tower to try and disguise it as best they could. He seems pretty confident that whatever you're going to find in there might be a no-turning-back scenario. The Mind Mage is very powerful. Powerful enough to confuse us. He confused you? Yes. How? With his mind tricks. I mean, how, what was the, when you were confused, what did he have you do? He made us do things not by our choice. To do what? To destroy his tower. Oh, it wasn't a voluntary choice. That is a very important thing to know. Thank you. Here I was thinking he like allied with Jace Bellerin for a little bit. Um, he, they did kind of, they did ally slightly. The particulars of that are not necessarily relevant to the campaign, right? But Jace Bellerin, they call him the Mind Mage, right? And this is the man entrusted with being the Living Guild Pact. Ah, oh, so you have heard. Yes, the Guild Pact is alive, and wherever he is. He can be killed. On the next Encounter Party, as the corruption looms overhead, our players hunt for the missing library of Jace Balerin. But will they find more than they planned on? A revelation may fracture the party's goal entirely. The secret of the orbs finally revealed next time on Encounter Party! Encounter Party is produced by Play Plus One and Charging Moose Media, based on the worlds of Dungeons and & Dragons and Magic the Gathering, created by Wizards of the Coast. Original campaign written by Brian David Judkins. Sound capture and original effects by Will Malones. Edits and mixing by Ned Donovan and Katie Brow. Theme song and additional music by Alexander Nakarada of Serpent Sound Studios. Additional music by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech. Special thanks to Megan Judkins and Will Malones. Imagine that you wake up in the finest sheets that you've ever felt, surrounded by gold trim and your every desire waited on. All it takes is one little promise to the Orzov Syndicate. This is Saloran Trent coming at you from Encounter Party. Be sure to rate, subscribe on any podcast platform that you follow, and be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, the Facebook group. And for news and updates, 
go to EncounterParty.com. The contract is waiting.